from a strength point of view, posterior chain's really important. So developing hamstring lengthening is strengthening. So we want to make, make sure we're maintaining good uh, eccentric strength with your hamstrings, with Nordics, remaining in deadlifts, um, and also doing some unilateral work, so single leg strength from a stability point of view with your foot and hip. Hello and welcome to the Prepare Like a Pro podcast. Each week I host live Q&As where I present on a topic to help footballers and strength and conditioning coaches with practical knowledge. Make sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel to receive a notification and never miss a live podcast. If you're a returning podcast listener and you love the show, please show support by rating the show. It goes a long way into helping us reach more listeners. Let's get into today's episode. Make sure to stick around to the very end as I provide a free AFL workout and power tip designed to give you confidence and an insight into what it takes to play AFL. Let's go. Hello and welcome to this weekly update where I'll be discussing how senior local footballers can enhance their playing career. Uh, So enjoy playing football for longer with strength conditioning principles and methods. So if you're a footballer or perhaps you used to play the game, you're sick of getting injured and you want to get back to playing at your local club, then this is the video for you. If you are listening to us live, either on TikTok or on YouTube, make sure to hit the comment section below and I'm more than happy to answer your questions. But we'll get straight into it. I've broken this into three key sections for senior footballers. Number one, like all of our programs, we want to focus on developing resilience as it's a chaotic and demanding game. So build resilience up throughout your body so you physically can handle the demands and lower the or help mitigate the risk of injuries, particularly for senior athletes as generally the calves, hamstrings uh, tend to let you down. So we'll focus on some strength exercises and some examples that you can do to focus on that. Um, we want to try and develop resilience in the gym, but more importantly, also in the field. And then thirdly, we want to work on recovery practices that you can do to maximize your body's ability to mentally and physically recover from the game um, and lead into preparation for the next game. So we'll start with pre-season, some of your big rocks. I would recommend if you've been playing for a long period of time, over 10 years, and you're playing local football, from a um, motivation point of view, start your preseason in January in terms of when you start getting back to the club. So November and December is where you're still in off-season. You're following a conditioning program and a strength program, much like our online program, which you can join for free on a 14-day trial. We're getting two to three runs in a week, a speed run, an endurance run, and a mix uh, fizz run where you're getting a little bit of everything with agility. You're getting in some kicking loads, uh, but you're doing it on your own uh, schedule around your work life. You've got time for other things, and that's really important from a mental point of view. Starting that preseason in January, so when you start, you're fresh, you're motivated, and you're really ready to go. But more importantly, you haven't done nothing. You've done some good work over November, December, so you're ready to get straight into the preseason training. So that's important. Tip number two from a field point of view: once you start that January, so let's say it's around Australia Day weekend, mid to late January. You want to make sure you complete 80% of the training sessions as research shows. You're far uh, less likely to um, get an injury when you complete 80, when athletes complete 80% of training sessions over a period of time. So complete 80% of training sessions, really important um, to be able to build up resilience, build robustness going into the season, which typically will start for most senior footballers around April. Then from there, play one to two practice matches 
Uh, so you might play first practice match um, in March, have a week off and then play another one, then a week off going into round one. I wouldn't play more than two, uh, just from a general load point of view, uh, motivation point of view. And then look at resting yourself every eight to 10 weeks. Don't necessarily have to do this, but if your body's showing signs or you're mentally showing signs of low concentration and fatigue and burnout from a mental point of view or physically, um, your body's just not recovering as well from games, give yourself a, a break after 10 weeks. I think Geelong Football Club did that really well with their senior athletes last year from an AFL example where they use the bye weeks um, to bank some recovery in for their senior athletes and it just helps prolong um, the energy of the athletes come September. So that's really important from a performance point of view but also um, to take the load off your joints, i.e. your feet, your knees and your lower back and shoulders. Uh, lastly, as well, from a flow point of view, in-season, your um, first session of the week, the Tuesday session, should be a flush run. So you're just working on active recovery, getting some light movement into the body. Your body still, uh, particularly if you played on Saturday, your body's still potentially at a point of recovery mode. So your risk if you sprinted uh, or you did any heavy fatigue work of doing a soft tissue injury. So while you're in that early window, up to 72 hours, uh, to 100 hours from the game, I'd focus on just working on restorative movement, recovery, bit of skill acquisition, tactical stuff. And then on Thursdays where you want the intensity to help prime you for the upcoming game, so hitting speed. So from a flight point of view, uh, recovery, focus on recovery early in the week and take it relatively light, um, but then um, go hard on Thursdays and uh, attack a couple of drills at above match intensity and make sure you're hitting, from a hamstring point of view, around 90% of your max velocity in terms of sprint speed. From a strength point of view, posterior chain's really important. So developing hamstring lengthening is strengthening. So you want to make, make sure we're maintaining good uh, eccentric strength with your hamstrings, with Nordics, remaining in deadlifts, um, and also doing some unilateral work, so single leg strength from a stability point of view with your foot and hip, um, really working on building integrity around the foot and the hip. As we know, as I mentioned before, calf injuries and uh, hamstring injuries are at high risk as you uh, get older. So we want to make sure that your calf complex and your hip uh, as well as trunk are working really well together. So things like uh, Bulgarian split squats, single leg RDLs, and Copenhagen's for groin strength will be really, really important. Typically in the gym, we'll leave the calves alone unless you've got a deficiency um, that has been a past problem. So I would typically leave the calves alone, save your calf loading and resilience work on field with the running as they do a lot of work. Um, but if you've got an Achilles issue, obviously you want to be doing um, some isometric work and strength work uh, to be able to keep your Achilles tendinopathy uh, in a good spot. And if you're um, going through... Um, a deficiency between either side due to a pass injury, then there could be value in doing some seated calf raise or standing calf raise uh, strength work, typically, rather leave the endurance for the running. From a lifestyle point of view, manage your alcohol intake. As you know, it's inflammatory. Um, so typically, obviously, games are on weekends where your body's just done the biggest load uh, the week. I'm not going to tell you not to drink, of course. You're playing for fun and you're going to have a drink with your mates after the game. Um, but just be mindful of um, drinking uh, a copious amount of alcohol straight after the game because that's when the body is in in this um, biggest state of recovery. So if you can sparingly um, drink after the game and save your drinks maybe early in the week on the Monday, Tuesday perhaps, that will put you in good stead to be able to help yourself recover from, from seven-day turnarounds 
uh, and obviously not drinking the night before a game will will, be, will do you good favours in terms of mitigating risk of injury and fatigue going into the game because alcohol is not great for sleep quality and sleep quality is the most important thing that you can focus on from a recovery point of view. They're the big tips. If you've got any questions, follow-up questions, like I said, hit us up on socials or email me at jackatpreparelikeapro.com. Hopefully that helps some local footballers, something that I'll be presenting on a little bit more. Oh, another one as well, make sure you, you track your recovery. So use Whoop or there's heart rate variability apps out there and just monitor how your uh, wellness is so then you can um, prioritize your recovery. A good tip with recovery will be um, to, if you do, let's say, a 90-minute training session, uh, on Tuesday, you want to replicate 90 minutes that you've worked out into 90 minutes of working in. So 30-minute massage, there's 30 minutes now. You go for a 30-minute light walk, and then you finish with a 30-minute foam roll and a stretch. So 90 minutes of restorative work. Thursday, you might have another 90-minute session, so you got 90 minutes for the game to do some recovery work. And then, uh, obviously, game day is over two hours, so Mac, the time that you play the game, your game time, you should replicate before your next training session of recovery work, really working in where you might hit the pool, you might do a sauna, uh, ice bath, whatever it is, your body feels better for it after the session. Okay, so recovery is so important once senior athletes get in season. Moving on to the podcast this week, I just interviewed Susie Russell. Absolutely fantastic episode in terms of mental fatigue, both for high-performance stuff to get a better understanding of this topic from an applied setting. Um, but also for developing athletes or parents of athletes to get an understanding of some of the signs of mental fatigue. Uh, as Susie mentioned, a light bulb moment for her is when she read some research on how mental fatigue can result in a 16% negative um, output on yo-yo intermittent testing from a performance point of view. So your endurance testing can be 16% uh, worse when you're in a medical mental fatigue state. So it's uh, has a profound effect, really important from a performance point of view. Um, so make sure to listen in. That will be released this Wednesday. Des Ryan at 4 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time will be on this Thursday. Make sure to tune in for that. He's got great academy experience in the English Premier League um, and is doing great things in the industry. He's been in the industry for a very long time. So if you've got any questions for Des, make sure to reach out. And then our bite-sized episode for this Friday will be with Nick Popovich, who's got a wealth of experience in basketball and we shared his journey on the podcast over a year ago. So if you enjoy that bite size, make sure to search for Nick Popovich on your favorite podcasting app, and you'll be able to listen to the whole episode that we did over a year ago. Shout out to Google Bard. I've been loving ChatGVT, but I think Google Bard has taken to the level the fact that it's live now, where ChatGVT um, was information before 2021. Bard is actually connected to um, live internet. So if you haven't checked that out, that's my advice for this week. Have a play around. It's fantastic for... All your administrative tasks like emails, marketing, uh, and SEO work. So for business owners, make sure to check out Google Bard and start playing around with it. I've just posted a Twitter and LinkedIn poll. So if you're on those and you're a high-performance staff, I'd love your feedback on how how important you think supplements are with high-performing athletes. At the moment, we've got 71% believing they're for it, that there's a place for creatine, caffeine, uh, and even pre-workouts. Um 10% are against it and 19% are sparingly. So it'll be interesting to see how that tracks over the next week. That's only day two, that data. So please get involved. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on LinkedIn. And make sure to subscribe to the podcast on YouTube as well as your favorite podcasting app. I'll see you on the show if on next week's show with Des Ryan. If you could rate and review the podcast, that'd be greatly appreciated. Thanks for tuning in. 
Hi, I'm Jack McLean, an AFL football strength and conditioning coach, and I want to introduce you to the Prepare Like a Pro Academy. Our academy is a subscription-based platform where you can sign up to be a part of our community. If you get to the end of each episode of the podcast and are hungry for more, this is for you. Designed for aspiring AFL athletes and staff, you'll receive heaps of bonus weekly content. Learn who the guests are in advance and submit questions. Access to our Facebook group with Jack and other Prepare Like a Pro coaches. You'll be able to receive merchandise, program discounts and freebies and get free access to our live events, exercise technique database and much more. This is a great way for you to support the podcast and it helps me with production and release of epic content for you guys each week. Your contribution goes a long way in making Prepare Like a Pro community possible and just for $5 a week you'll have access to all of this special content released on our academy forums. There's no lock-in and you can cancel absolutely any time.